Smart politics for stupid times. Welcome to the unprecedented podcast with John Aravosis and Cliff Schechter. Welcome back, everybody. Thursday, January 13th. John Aravosis here with Cliff Schechter. Why, hello, John. How are you this fine, fine day? I am good, seemingly COVID free, but who knows nowadays? It's interesting. Everyone's going to get Omicron. I'm like, ah, ah. I know. I keep reading that. Um, ah. I don't know. And, and again, not reading that. Like, no, everyone's hey, going to be exposed. I'm sorry. The, they didn't say that. Daily yeah. Caller. I keep hmm. reading. I've read it. Oh, you God. Know, like, like actual smart, don't legitimate epidemiologist type people. I don't read those yeah. shitty publications. I'm yeah, just yeah. trying to make the point that, well, you know, I feel like these days you have to be careful. I'm just saying I read it at, you know, or yeah. I read something because people read that. That's what like, that's the version of, I did my own research and uh, yeah. look what I found, honey. Right. No, I read actual yeah. like doctors and scientists and people. And I've now seen a couple, again, this doesn't mean anything, but a couple have come to, to conclusions where they think a, um, we will all be exposed to it, and the people exposed that exposed to it. I shouldn't have said get it exposed, right? Because some people just naturally will not. Um, yep. Other people ha- will have uh, their vaccines will work, and that will be a lot of people, and and all of that. And then, um, but on the positive side of that, hmm. those same folks are saying they think that that's why they think that this might be the end of the pandemic. I I'm not going to jump in on that yet yeah. and, and and get all excited, but the fact that that when you combine that we, we are vaccinating more people every day. We've now hit, I think, finally, uh, it's still not nearly good enough, but I think it's 75% now or have at least one shot um, in them. Mm. Um, and when you take out the under, uh, the under five-year-old crowd that cannot get vaccinated yet, which is fucking frustrating because right. um, we would easily go up. We're, we're now at almost 80%. Right. Um, so when you add that to then the number of people that may have, we don't know how long immunity lasts. It seems to last different times for different people. But if right. you add immunity that maybe lasts for people who had it, whatever, like we may, we may with Omicron approach her immunity. Finally. Yep. Um, we may. Although- again, <laughs> yeah. Again, like where, yeah. where it's one of those things where it'll still be mini flare ups because some of these assholes, they get lucky, even if it goes through their system and they get a lighter case of it. If the antibodies don't last forever, there's still going to be some of these idiots who are going to refuse to get vaccinated. Well, and so yeah. the rest of us, if we keep getting our, our, you know, even if it's a six month booster schedule, the rest of us who believe in science will do that. And, you know, it may just be that there's going to be many flare ups with these jack offs every once in a while where, you know, and you still have that with other infectious diseases. Yeah. You know? And I, I still worry that you're going to have a problem because developing countries <clears throat> have not been vaccinated. And again, partially our fault. We should have done more. Um, there, you're going to have new variants created. <clears throat> it's going to spread like crazy there because, you know, I mean, a lot of countries just aren't vaccinated. So it's just like it always was. And you do run the risk of getting, you know, yet another Omicron, you know, different one that is able to get by the vaccines, that's able to get by your natural immunity, the immunity you get from from just being sick. But even better, or even worse, I should say, you know, let's say it happens in a year from now. We all have been, do we all keep getting vaccinated in a year again? Because at that point, the vaccine immunity is probably going to be waning. No, well, but, I mean, immunity, no but that, that's my concern. One of those things, like, yeah. to remember, you know, it may, it would, maybe it didn't have to be every six months, but tetanus, typhoid, things we got as kids, you had to get boosters here and there. It. If people will do it. Well, I agree I'm with you, but, that's people, but I'm saying if the people like us are willing to do it, and that means... I mean, I hate to put it this way, but like, again, the variant things to worry. Other, uh, so yeah. let's put that aside for a second. Otherwise, if it didn't get some people the first time who refused to get vaccinated, yeah. it'll get them the second time. Yeah. Like no, the point is, is yeah, that yeah. it will run out of people eventually. Yep. In this let's, country. Let's move yeah, on to like, Glenn Beck. You, you wrap this yeah, up. Let's, let's move Glenn on to Glenn The only Beck. other thing I want to say and, and about the variant thing is, and we should probably have somebody on who, who obviously who's a pro when it comes to this stuff. But it seems to me that smallpox polio was the same thing i mean let's remember you know it took years to get developing countries for the, some of the same reasons to be able to vaccinate everybody and whatever and we did eventually and there's still flare-ups of those things here and there but we did eventually yes. defeat those so, yeah those vaccines are better though so to speak i mean polio you know polio i forget if it's 97 percent or something but it's way up there we are not at 97 percent efficacy with these vaccines so that's the other concern you know, it, it's 
You get it. In any case, let's let's drop this. And no, move I get on it. Bit. Like because co- like, we got more COVID all... anyway. We've got more COVID. We've got two more COVID stories. <laughs> COVID's everywhere. Um, so okay. Glenn Beck. So Glenn Beck has announced a far right radio host who had a flirtation with normalcy and then immediately went nuts again. Uh, has announced that he has COVID. He says, uh, I was reading all this. Speaking of, of, although this is important, Hmm. so I want to repeat Uh, this. Speaking of assholes we just talked about who get COVID and then eventually get it again because they still refuse to get vaccinated, this is his second time getting it. Second time. Killed him the first first time. He's obese. I don't know what other whatever his else he's got going on, but he's he's probably got to be in his sixties, I assume, by now. He's obese, and he, yes. and he admits. I mean, he yeah. he's the one who said he's obese. I mean, he said it. Cliff isn't just like saying it. He said, "Yeah, I'm obese." Although I would just problem. say it because it's because it's a it's an analysis. I'm not saying it in an ad hominem. No, no, no. It's, like it's, it's he's it way. It's a concern. Yeah, right. Yeah. I'm just saying, even if he had not said it, I would still yeah. point out the fact that he is in a higher danger group because yes. technically he is obese. That's all. Yeah. And what's interesting right. about it is, so he's saying, well, you know, the first time I got it in December of 2020, I was really sick. I was on my back for three weeks. And, and they asked me if I was going to get the vaccine. And I said, well, I obviously don't need it now. Now, mind you, he's never been vaccinated, but then claimed he was immune. That was a year and a half. Oh, yeah, that was a year and a half ago, almost at this point. Not a year and a half ago. That was a year ago. Um, well, he gets it again. It's been a week. He said, this time it's more just like a cold. And he says this, it's more just like a cold other than it's kind of, it's starting to go into my lungs now. And he kind of yeah. throws that in. He goes, which is disturbing me a little. And you're like, disturbing you a little? It's going into He's your throwing lungs? like a sort of aside in there. He's, this is known as burying the lead. Yeah. It's when it gets into your lungs and you start having breathing problems and you're your in oxygen danger. rate lowers. That's when you get yeah. in danger of of having to be, you know, especially with comorbidities, as you said, with being overweight and things like that, with being obese and things like that. So, oh, but Cliff, you'll be glad to hear he ran out and got his monoclonal antibodies in the first few days. Mr. I don't need to be vaccinated. Why trust the government? And yeah, of course, because that comes from the medical community too. And on top of that, he of course also um, is, uh, is using ivermectin. So he's also taking a horse dewormer because what asshole wouldn't. Now, I will say what pisses me off about the monoclonal antibodies is we have a nationwide shortage of these things. Biden has had to ration them between the states because Florida, frankly, got the number was like 70 percent or something of the nation's supply. Florida, because Ron DeSantis, you know, was sucking up the entire state's world's uh, U.S. supply. And he runs off. I mean, again, these anti-vax, he's not just an anti-vaxxer. He's a prominent one who's convincing other people not to get vaccinated. That's right. Then he's the causing very, the problem. It's not he's just causing the that problem. He's not getting vaccinated. He's he's causing and and at the drop of scores of, of others not yep. to right. And at the drop of a hat, runs off and get the medication that's already scarce, so the rest of us won't be able to get it. Right. And I heard the thing something that should I'm, be there yeah. for the rest of us if we get it and we get a bad case of it, even if we've done what we should do, our patriotic duty and gotten vaccinated, not to mention the intelligent thing yeah. and the scientific thing. Right. They, they were saying on CNN the other day about this, <clears throat> Sanjay Gupta was doing an update on all of these different pills and everything else. And, uh, you know, cause they've got the pills coming along too, but there aren't that many. And it takes months apparently to make these pills. Like we're not going to have those antiviral pills for a long time. Not, not many of them. And Gupta was saying that I think, or I think they interviewed some local hospital people and she said, well, you know, we have to ration what we've got. We can't just give it to everybody with COVID or our supply would be gone. Um, and we have to base it on who needs it the most. And she said, you know, that's based on this, this, like different symptoms or whatever, you know, comorbidities maybe. And if you've been vaccinated, because if you're not vaccinated, you're at greater risk. So people who are unfucking vaccinated get dibs at the drugs that the rest this of us what pisses me off to no end. Again, like that these are the very assholes who spend all their time making their own bullshit argument that we yep. always knew was bullshit. But of course it, it gets proven again and again like this. Yep. Oh, accountability and welfare just for people who don't want to work. People should have to stand up for themselves and blah, blah. And then we have, we have the, a, a case of accountability where there's a, a scientific uh, method available to protect mm-hmm. yourself. They did not. And so other people have to give up this thing that we have a limited supply of for them. Not to mention I haven't even done the analysis, but the, again, you know, messaging us, huh. wash, rinse, you know, repeat. Hmm. But like the same analysis, like we 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 let these right wingers, you know, constantly yell and scream about welfare, 
And so they've distorted it in people's minds, right? That, that, that people have this image of a black couple or, you know, uh, or whatever it is, abusing welfare when the truth is a lot more white people are in welfare. But the fact that they even have turned welfare into a, a thing when we've never bothered to do an analysis. How much extra? We know that it's heavily in these Republican counties where people aren't getting vaccinated. I'd love, and there's no way, obviously, of definitively doing it. I'd love to know the breakdown of my party of who's ending up in the hospital because these people are costing us money. You know, a lot of them aren't, don't have insurance when they arrive there, they're, or their insurance doesn't cover aspects of this. I mean, I can't even imagine the cost that's being passed on to the rest of us because of their fucking irresponsibility. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, can't imagine. I brought up this argument before with gun violence, you know, in the right that we never do. Somebody did a study once, and we—I remember—I was doing PR at that time for every ten. We pushed it out there, but then, of course, as the left does, we just let it go. As opposed to making the argument to business conservatives and people that actually care yeah. about their taxes and wasting money, the enormous amount of money because we don't require people to have. Um, liability insurance to carry their guns around to so take out all of the just the death and the horrible other horrible things. It actually at the end of the day, because so many are lower income, so many are as you wouldn't be shocked. So many do, don't have insurance. The cost to us as a society from gun violence is in the billions. I'm trying to remember what it was. It could be hundreds of billions every year. I mean, just think about that. You know, the people that refuse to get health care when they can. The people that I mean, yep. we never make that argument. Yep. Never. So let's move on to Mike Lindell. Uh, because I think when I say, let's tell people, so we've got another possible COVID story, Tulsi Gabbard being an idiot. And then we're going to move on to the whole issue with Biden's speech taking on January 6th and the Republicans on voting rights and the Republicans freaking out and blah, 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 including uh, McCarthy talking today. But let's including including Tulsi Gabbard. That's what she freaked. Oh, that was it. Perfect. Okay. She's a Republican. So so. so Mike, a quick little thing about Mike Lindell, the MyPillow guy. Uh, He's got a stand in on his show Monday night who says that, uh, you know, Mike can't be here because he's got a really horrific case of laryngitis like he's never had before. His throat's killing him. And, you know, this stuff's going around the country and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, we hope he's going to be better. And, you know, Daily Coast, somebody there wrote about it and was like, you know, smells like. (laughs) It smells like some other disease. Um, I will say this. That is what... uh, uh, people I know who have gotten it said, uh, actually, a friend of mine in DC who's got it this week said, it feels like he's got knife blades being stuck into his throat. It's killing him. Yeah. Um, uh, Omicron goes after your throat. I mean, that's sort of the big thing it does, and it doesn't go after your lungs as much, which is good. Uh, but the but it's just sort of, again, we're not going to diagnose the guy. Who knows what he's got? But it's interesting. It's interesting. That's all. I mean, but, uh, we, yeah. we have no idea. But, yeah, but we don't know. Time, I mean, as John's saying. You know, I mean, my guess is, you know, I haven't. I'd be worried if I were him. I know he's a crazy, obviously, election conspiracist and all that. So I haven't heard anything, whether he said anything on COVID or not. But I have to believe those things go hand in hand, you know, like peanut butter and jelly. So I assume if he's a nut on that, he probably refuses to get vaccinated. And, you know. Yeah. um, Anyway, but he's, you know, whatever. I'd be worried if I were him. But, you know, I don't care. Do you? About him? Uh, uh, I'm being Melania oh, in her jacket. I was about to say, I would, I, I'd put on the Melania jacket for that. Is I don't care. Do you? Do you? So, the Christmas. They want me to do the Christmas with the fucking, uh, oh, right. the Christmas. So, okay. So I'll introduce your Tulsi thing, not knowing about Tulsi, but saying that you guys should know out there that Biden this week did a really harsh speech, good harsh, taking on the Republicans on voting rights. And uh, this is following his January 6th speech that was really good and harsh. You know, accusing them of trying to overthrow the country and still trying to do it. Um, and Tulsi weighed in, and then we're going to talk about Dick Durbin weighing in, which was not a good thing and why I think it happened. But Cliff, tell us first about Tulsi. What did you, well, Oh, I'm sorry. Wait. Oh, wait. Wait. I'm sorry. First, McConnell weighed in. That's probably a precursor here. So McConnell responded and got pissed as shit. He's just, he's demagoguing. And I, I think he was incoherent. So saying he's like senile and stuff about Biden, right? Yeah, that's and he was demagoguing. And, and Cliff, he ruined our bipartisan committee of us all working together. Mitch McConnell. I mean, again, this but this motherfucker can either even usher those words about people pointing out that in the span of like a couple years, he ended the filibuster on a party line vote for Supreme Court justices, installed their Supreme Court justice into a seat that he refused to allow a Democrat 
uh, eight months before an election. Oh, it was a have, year, Cliff. It was well, even... February. It would have been February of that year. So yes, yeah. yeah, she. But oh, that's when they would have taken. Yeah. That's when they took it up. Would have taken yeah. it up. Fair enough. Refused to allow Democrats. So maybe I should start in order. First, he refused to allow Democrats to do something that is literally his job: advising consent. He refused to do it. He 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 literally. I mean, you can claim he abrogated the Constitution. He broke the laws written in the Constitution, refusing to do his the job right. provided to him. Then. He got rid of the Supreme Court filibuster on a party line vote to install a right wing loon, Gorsuch, who's turned out to be, be to make Kavanaugh and Coney Barrett actually look moderate, right. which is kind of scary. He's on there in the top three with Alito and Clarence Thomas of the ones that are so far to the right. They're not even I mean, I don't even know that they're on the spectrum anymore. They're right. beyond fascist. And then, of course, when the exact same scenario, uh, um, like if we wanted the perfect case study, the exact same scenario presented itself <laughs> four years later. Except for this time, it was Ginsburg dying, and it was eight days before an election. No, not eight months, eight days. And But then he felt it was okay to put a justice on the court. I mean, right. though, if you took out everything else that this piece of shit ever did in his life yeah. in that Senate, that would have broken the Senate in comedy on its own. So tell so, us what Gabbard did. So what did Gabbard do? Um, I, I will read her stupid quote. So after uh, oh, tell, speech, tell people who she is. Tulsi Gabbard, former congresswoman from Hawaii. Um, uh, like to go on Fox News, likes to attack Democrats Democrats a lot, sort of taking on, started taking on a nationalist bent, um, a very strange nationalist bent, um, Islamophobic to the point of supporting Modi in India when when the Hindu nationalists persecuted, attacked, and most likely murdered innocent Muslims. Not a good person. Oh, and she also, John, you may remember, she was very Mm -hmm. anti-gay rights, comes from some religious right-wing religious group out there and kind of changed her positions when she moved up from the state. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Her, know, father, but, was but her, her yeah. father was a lunatic. Yeah. And she still, of course, yeah. all that shit. She just yeah. faked it. All right. So that's what we're talking about here. She also ran for president. Hillary Clinton called her out and said that thought she thought Russia was grooming her. Uh, Tulsi has hated Hillary with a passion ever since that moment. And that leads you into and, – and she's attacked Biden numerous times. And she's no longer so, a member of Congress because she ran for president and gave up her seat, thank God. Yep. Um, so what did she do? She got like the support of 1% when she ran for – you know, if that much. Okay, so here's her response to this very strong – I mean the thing is about Biden's speech, I was like, look, because he framed it perfectly you know, as to who was standing in the way. You're either on the side of Bull Connor or, you know, who released the dogs on protesters over the civil rights and voting rights bills in Alabama or you're on the side of Martin Luther King, that kind of thing. All right, here's her quote. Quote, Hillary's calling tens of millions of Americans deplorables was divisive and disgusting. But Biden has gone further, calling those who disagree with his actions and policies domestic enemies, traitors, and racists. Biden promised to unite us, but he's doing all he can to divide us. There you go. Everyone should just. She's, she's just. Yeah. She's a Russian op at this point. She's and just. If it's not the yeah. Russians, it's, 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 um, you know, if it's not the Russians, it's what's his name, that fucking weirdo James Bond bad guy who we talk about peter steel you know who, who, i mean if he doesn't seem like a james i mean if he doesn't seem like that's the perfect okay. james Bond yeah, bad yeah, guy, yeah. you know is paying her the way he's paying glenn greenwald and some of the others who it's weird over it's weird from the far left to the far right um you it's know, weird she's actually he is she's on rumble so she is being paid by people oh is she on there well we don't, well, yes, don't know. i mean we don't know that though do no, we? The I don't know she, she, okay let me put it this way she's making money off of peter thiel's platform i don't know if he handed her a check the way he did the green greenwald to join how do you make money off of it though the same way you do off youtube you you get you but you get scores oh, of oh, this, this you, is you the get YouTube advertising platform? money oh i yeah, thought this so, was the i thought this was like a twitter this is a youtube alternative Yes. It's a oh, interesting. And if you don't think for God. a second that Peter Thiel oh, isn't playing around with the algorithms to make sure her videos are permanently yeah. displayed and she makes yeah. more money from advertisers, come on. Well, Easily. and how do you – well, it's bad enough going on this service as a quote-unquote Democrat, but also it's a bunch of right-wing Trumpers. The only way you're going to appeal to them is attacking Democrats. Correct. So it's totally self. Ugh, ugh, ugh. That's her gig now. I'm surprised Fox News hasn't given ugh. her a contract. I mean she's always – you know, it seems to be – seems to be uh, – doing a dress rehearsal for, to become a Fox News contributor. But um, I think so. She'd again, be perfect for it. Yeah. The context of all this was that Joe Biden gave a strong speech. We laid out the stakes because we're at one of those moments like we were in the 1960s and have been other times. If we lose our voting and we've got a, a, an aggressive right wing Republican Party, which we've talked about on this show many times, that, that plans to just simply if they don't like the election results, they're just going to throw them out. 
yeah. they can block thousands of voters they're just for no reason whatsoever. They're just going to do it. I mean, all the things that they're planning on doing such that we have to, to get rid of the filibuster at the very least for civil yeah. rights issues. And, and, yeah. and that's what Joe Biden was calling on. And he was framing it. In, I'll say the last thing and kick it to you, yeah. John. He was framing it in strong language, but he was framing it in, in the historical sort of, uh, um, I can't find the word, so I'll just say the historical frame that he should have been putting it in. Which is you're either on the side of the people, the people who have always wanted to prevent people from voting have wanted to do it for one reason, right? right. They want to do it for power, and it's because they want to rule. They want their group to rule, and they want anybody else who votes against them to to have to be a supplicant under them. That's yep. what he said. You know, yep. I mean, are you on the side of Abraham Lincoln or Jefferson Davis? I'm actually looking at it in front of me right now. Yeah, is one of the things he said. I mean, and this is the truth. So you know. Tulsi Gabbard, I think, would have thought Abraham Lincoln was unnecessarily divisive. Martin Luther King Jr. was unnecessarily divisive. That's where she would have stood. So um, I'm trying to. Oh, yeah, let's let's move on. So, I, I mean, same topic, though, but we're getting into the meteor stuff now. So McConnell, like I said, does his screed that was really just shameless. Um, and but but also uh, remember, this is what they did to Biden a year ago. Remember, I forgot when it was in 2021, but it was a good almost a year ago, probably that the Republicans said, oh, my God, Joe Biden's being so mean. And remember how the media then was like, well, gosh, I mean, you can't. Do- oh, actually, they remember they were blaming us because the Republicans weren't willing to deal on anything. Well, if you can't get the Republicans at the tail- table, aren't you like failing your promise to bring Americans together? So now the Republicans are bringing it up again. I was almost thinking we need to make a list, Cliff, of the things Republicans say when they get back into office, when they're minority, when they're majority and how, like, for example, worrying about the debt. Like now they're worrying about the debt again. McConnell actually brought up the fucking debt. He blamed Biden for the debt when McConnell was personally responsible. Debt, (laughs) bipartisanship. Now I've even seen Ted Cruz tweet out things saying that Biden's being weak on Russia. I mean, mean, every um, laughable. Yeah, the communist stuff is back. That was gone for four years. Now they're using the communist slur. Mind you, these are the same people who were using the communist slur. And and using telling uh, using a euphemism for telling Biden to fuck off that are now saying damage or divisive. But this is because we suck at messaging. So we're not able to counter this. Well, having said that, not having said that, in addition to having said that. So Dick Durbin, uh, Democrat, uh, number two Senate Democrat. He's the number two guy in the Senate for Dems. So he's he's leader. He's super leadership in the Senate right after Durb, uh, right after Schumer. Durbin gets interviewed by Jake Tapper yesterday and makes a, you know, full-throated defense of, of Biden's argument about voting rights and, and, you know, the historical importance and everything else and how it's important for our democracy going forward and throws in this line. And, and everyone keeps saying, oh, it's out of context. There's no way for this quote to be taken out of context. <laughs> let me let me read it to you. Yeah. So and actually, especially the the beginning of the second sentence it sounds like he caught himself and then changed sentences. Perhaps the president went a little too far in his rhetoric. Some of us do, but the fundamental principles and values at stake are very, very similar. It looks to me like he was saying some of us do think so, but the fundamental principle and values at stake are very, very similar. So he even went so far because basically he got bitched at by some people. Actually, let me say this. Two possibilities. He either got bitched at by some members of the Senate who wanted him to speak out, which I have a very hard time believing that the Senate's number two Democrat is such a moron that the day after he would come out and excoriate, or the two days, excor, you know, uh, not excoriate, criticize and undercut the president, cutting him off at his knees by saying he went too far in his rhetoric, backing up Mitch McConnell's talking point, unless he were asked to do so by the White House. I think yep. Biden, Biden being Biden, either wanted to step it back because he had another Facebook moment. Remember, Facebook is killing people. Oh, my God, I'm being mean. I didn't mean to be mean. Right. The, the Facebook and the Facebook thing. And then we found out three weeks later that Facebook was killing people. And so either Biden flipped out and already said, oh, my God, they're criticizing me. Roll it back. Or I hope this is true, but I don't know how it would work. And this is what I'll throw to you, Cliff. Is there any possibility that the White House is playing 11th dimensional chess and they're being the bad guy and trying to make Durbin the somewhat nicer guy for some possible reason this helps us? Um, not that I can think of, because I don't th- I don't see how that does help. I don't either. I mean, if he if he sort of if it had been sort of a, a kind of, you know, a, a hidden compliment, which is a wow, he was strong in that speech. I'm not sure I would have said it like that, but was he strong? Maybe, yeah. But it, 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 I don't see from this. It sends like a negative connotation to me. Yeah, so I, I don't see that. Perhaps you went a little too far. Right. How do you say the, that? How do you say right. that? The second thing is, um, 
the only place I disagree with you or not mm. totally disagree with you, but mm. I just think again, and this is what, you know, this may be what I forget sometimes because it's so alien to me. It's so foreign mm. to me. I so don't understand it that mm. I often forget is how fucking weak some people in our party are. Okay. So you think and, he may just that, be, he may well, just I, be I think it's just possible that, that, you know, when you, when you have these, mo- I mean, we have these moments where, Oh my God, I, we shouldn't have said that. Maybe that was too much. And, and I think he literally could have just been in front of a reporter or whoever and had one of those moments where he's worried, you know, he almost just thought out loud. It's a it's um, a hell of a fuck up for the number two Senate Democrat. I mean, well, come that's, on, that's, that's the thing that decades. gets me, too, is that he's right. in leadership, which clearly if, 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 if this is who he is, please. I mean, honestly, like I've always liked yeah. Dick Durbin. He's always seemed like a good guy. His politics are good. But if this is who you are in this moment, just go the fuck away. Because you're of no use to us, honestly. You really aren't. I mean, we're fighting fucking fascism here. We're fighting an authoritarian movement. We're fighting people where Dr. Fauci had to sit there before that smarmy little asshole, Rand Paul, the other day and defend himself because Rand Paul has sent out emails accusing Dr. Fauci of murdering millions of people. That is who we're fucking up against. And you think Biden put it too strongly the other day. So at at best, at best... We have the Senate's number two Democrat being so fucking bad at messaging that he just kneecapped the president on the key issue the president wants to focus on this year. And also the turning point in his presidency where he finally lets out the inner Biden and finally starts showing some backbone and balls that the American people want to see. Right. That he's finally doing this. And the number two Democrat in the Senate leadership just cut him off at the at the knees and the balls or the bad the bad side, the bad option is that Biden reached out and said, oh, I went too far. Roll this back. I mean, again, and, and Jesus this is the thing, fucking like, Christ. You, you can not like this all you want, but like people, and it's not just like, I mean, yeah, <sighs> working, you know, some of the people that aren't as well-educated, let's say, may respond, hmm. to, respond to almost cultish-like strength. But all people respond hmm. to strength as leadership, okay? What FDR right. did was leadership. Right. What LBJ did, what Kennedy did was leadership. You respond to people that are confident in who they are, that are willing to take on a fight. That is what leadership is. That is what charisma is. And what gets me again is it's like and you wonder, you know, and I forget this. And again, that's a bad sort of blind spot. My analysis is I have to remind myself that we still have people that are just this wimpy in our party that are just these sort of mousy mealy mouth people who can stand in a corner somewhere and can't fucking speak up for what they believe in because no. I don't know how else to put it. I mean, I, I, that's what I've watched from Merrick Garland over at the, you know, as attorney general. I mean, it took him, you know, again, what, what, whatever with what he said the other day. Great. Hmm. You know, and I'm glad he moved in a forward yeah. direction. That was a good thing. It, it took a year <laughs> or whenever, whenever he was, uh, whenever he was uh, put into that position. I don't remember what month it was, nine months, eight months. It took him to think it was necessary to tell us what the fuck was going on and to, a, in a strong way, reassure everybody that these people aren't getting just getting away with this. I mean, what is wrong with, with confederacy I mean, of mouses, Cliff? Yeah, I mean, that's what it feels like sometimes. And and I don't want this to be all depressing for people that everybody's all tar- you know, so- Hey, I'll Glenn Beck is still sick, so let's not all get depressed about everything. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> just I kidding, I said just kidding. I that would start getting morbid, so I was doing Just kidding. But, He's not dead yet. It's not morbid yet, but go on. Yes. (laughs) Well, anything I said, though, would be. I know, I know, I know. Um, But Biden gave a strong, really well-framed speech in terms of who's on what side historically, which is what we get. I get mad about here all the time is that we don't put things in proper context for people, you know, in terms of this is who they are with. This is who we are with, that kind of thing. And he did that. So that's awesome. And I think I think most people responded to that in the way you would hope. So I do. I think it was a very good speech. But then, like, again, you see this stuff now. I'm hoping most people don't even end up seeing the Durbin stuff. We have to talk about it because we talk about these kinds of things on this podcast. You know, I saw it on Twitter. I'm hoping most people don't don't even see it. But, uh, you know, Dave Roberts, Dr. Voltz, he's been on here before, you remember. Um, and, and he's the one that made me really think about it because he tweeted out the Durbin thing. He was like, people wonder why Democrats don't go on offense. He's like, this is one of the reasons. Because there's always somebody else there to undercut what you do. And it was, you know, he made me really start thinking about it. And that got me mad, frankly. Because I do. I think that there's a thing that I don't often analyze. Some Democrats are scared to speak up because they're scared people on their own fucking side 
will say, well, I don't know. That went too far. That person, you're being a little crazy now. Wanting to oppose, you know, fascism and Jim Crow. Okay. Uh, sorry, having a sip of coffee. Um, so I, I don't know. I just, again, this isn't, I mean, and, and you know, everyone on Twitter, I mean, you guys, I think are of a higher caliber. So you get this, but you know, everyone on Twitter is doing the, oh my God, don't attack Joe Biden. And what they don't understand, and this is something that, that, I mean, I believed certainly going back to Obama, because remember a lot of the Obama people got pissed at me. And um, when I went after him and the gay rights stuff, because frankly, it, anyway, long story short, but it needed to happen because we wouldn't have gotten anything done had we followed their schedule, which was to wait until 2011. And we all knew 2011, the Republicans were taking over the Congress. Sounds familiar. So they wanted to put everything off. And we were like, no, 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 no. Sometimes you've got to beat up your own to get the good stuff done. Sometimes you've got to beat them up also because they're so far off course. I am very concerned, Cliff, that that Biden isn't doing very well. I'm starting to feel like Biden isn't doing well. I'm feeling less, not less. I'm feeling that it's not, it's no longer just the media is fucking us. I feel like Biden's fucking himself a little bit. Are you getting that well, feeling or not? Because this is worrying yeah, me. Well, now. no. Well, what I would say is. Oh wait, wait. Let me say. And this is the reason I think we have to speak out and talk. Because if you really think the ship's going the wrong direction and it's going to screw all of us, then you've got to speak out and put pressure. Well, it doesn't say, get better by ignoring it. Do straighten the ship out. Yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, I think I've criticized them for messaging numerous times. So I think clearly I've been critical. Um, and and when I'm talking, I'm talking about the Biden administration, obviously. I think that it began with some of the the media insanity around Afghanistan and the right jumped in in an opportunistic way. And I think they have failed to respond in the way that is necessary. Absolutely. Because the point is, is that once these challenges come and once you're being people are constantly talking about the stupidest things, you know, and and making the dumbest comparisons and holding you accountable for things that you didn't do or you're doing far better than Trump. And they're not talking about your economic message or your how the economy is doing, which is frankly incredible. And I don't think most people know that all they know is inflation. Um, then then you're not responding in a way. I mean, in a perfect world, maybe you wouldn't need to do that. But we don't have that. world. Right. We right. have a world where you need to be making those arguments every day. How you're kicking ass on the economy, how you're fixing a democracy the other side is attacking, how, you know, how you're taking on a disease the other guy told you to take bleach or yep. drink your own pee or fucking dewormer for. Like, these are things that you need to be doing. And, and yeah. we're not, at least not. We have some people doing it because we point out certain members of Congress are great at this. Individual organizations and, and whatever sometimes are good at this. But as a, as a whole, yeah, leadership comes from them, and they're not doing enough of it. Well, and, and I mean, let's take—I mean, let's take one example: Democratic leadership, or I say, meaning the Democrats taking the lead on the messaging on the debt. Have Democrats? How often have you heard Democrats talk about a the debt that Donald Trump created, not Joe Biden? B, the debt that the Republicans overall have created with all of their tax cuts, including Donald Trump's. And C, the fact that every Republican administration since Reagan has busted the budget and the Democrats come in and always do a better job. You have heard, and D, D, any fucking discussion at all blaming Republicans for the deficit. Zero from Democrats. Republicans keep weighing in and saying we're budgeting. Oh, we're busting the debt, the budget with the and and you know with and, and mansion too. We're busting the budget with the infrastructure bill. Blah, 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 blah. They're the only ones talking about it, which lets Mitch McConnell step up and just attack us for the deficit. Right. And I'm hearing and I'm hearing people I know around the country who aren't crazy people that are actually kind of saying, yeah, you know, Democrats they just want to spend all this money, and I don't think it's oh or, I mean, or the inflation. I mean, these messages get through God. to people because they repeat. We're not them talking about it, and we don't talk. We don't say anything. I mean, oh. and, and when we don't say, I mean, that's, the, that's you know, you ever God, see the movie? Suck. I remember that was, uh, Sorkin got that right. The movie, The American President, you know, with uh, Michael yeah. Douglas back in the day. And yeah, for a while, movie. Michael Douglas refuses to answer the guy that's supposed to be, you know, the right wing. He's almost supposed to be like a Newt Gingrich played by Richard Dreyfus, yeah. yeah. who keeps attacking him and, you know, all this bullshit stuff or whatever. And he gets in a big fight with who, his chief of staff, who's Martin Sheen. You know, who's like, who basically was like, because we're not, and, and you know, Michael Douglas's view at that moment is, well, you know, American people have, a, you know, they have a right to think what they think. And if it works, it's not my fault that they believe all this stuff. 
Right. Martin Sheen's like, but it is because they're the only ones doing the talking. Right. And if they're the only ones doing the talking, then, and people aren't hearing anything on the other side, they're going to believe them. Right. Like, it's again, there have been movies about this problem with Democrats, and we still can't seem to fix yeah. it. It's just, it's, it's, it, it is fucking incredible. It is mind boggling. It, it, it's just, it's it, how we're not out there every day holding events, touting yeah. this economy, holding events, yeah. the, 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 the level, uh, the higher level, as they try to, to, to blame us for COVID, the higher level of vaccinations or reminding yeah. people of every day, how many Republicans tell people, yeah. you know, not to get vaccinated, yeah. not to use masks, how we're not out there every day reminding yeah. people that they are, that they were the ones who, who, who are a party of conspiracy yeah. and insurrection and how we are trying to make the yeah. democracy it worked. I, I just <laughs> and inflation is happening for two reasons. One, Donald Trump fucked up the COVID response, and two, we saved the economy. That's why inflation is happening. We have to do everything we can to stop it, but never forget why it's happening. It's happening because Donald Trump fucked you over, and Joe Biden saved you. How fucking hard is that talking point? Well, oh, and again, like well, here we go. Now we have ditzy, ditzy colored hair lady is now giving a speech in the Senate right now. Oh dear Lord. Is that Kirsten Cinema? Of course. I support voting bills, but won't support underlying disease disorder. Dis- what the fuck was that? Underlying. Oh, so hold on. Wait, I'm going to see what that quote was again. It's fucking such a fucking loser. Excuse me while I open a Diet no, Coke. Like the dits who would be senator. I'm sorry, but like. I call guys Kimbo's anyway. I mean, guys, I, know, oh, I won't support underlying disease of division. So, oh, so now Biden's responsible and Democrats are responsible for the disease of division. That's nice. That's nice, Kirsten. Do you have another pretty colored hair wig to put on? Maybe some jeans? She's a fucking clown. God. She's the worst, too, because she's a fucking moron. She's not doing that. I mean, Manchin, although Manchin, I still think is corrupt as hell. Manchin may be doing stuff out of principle. He's also clearly pissed at Biden and wants to fuck him over. Maybe uh, Biden did something to Manchin. Manchin's getting his revenge. That's what's going on now. But, and, and frankly, maybe well, he, he said what it is. I mean, Manchin you know? is, is just this egotistical. I mean, my God, the ego <clears throat> on that guy. Yeah. The man, the, Biden called him out at some point yeah. because you're not allowed to call out the great Joe Manchin. No, and that's he what's can, going to, he can, she he can attack his own party constantly, but you can't know here. Jennifer Rubin, actually, Hmm. Which is amazing how much I used to dislike her, but I find that I she gets it right now. Cinema is effectively yeah. asking the authors of Jim Crow and vote rigging to give their permission for her to stop it. Yeah. This is worse than incoherent or cowardice. It's yeah. a moral disgrace. Yeah. Ask the segregationists for permission to vote for the Civil Rights Act. Yeah. Question mark. That's exactly yeah. that right there is is actually how we should be messaging all of this. Yeah. We should how be just it? saying it. And Biden <sighs> brought it up the other day with the Bull Connor stuff. We've been like what Cinema is saying is that is that MLK should have gone to Bull Connor and asked for permission. Yeah. Could have gotten down on his knees and says, please, master. Unfucking yep. believable, these people. And I mean, I, you know, I, it almost makes me feel like we should pull out portions of the bill and make them vote on them individually. Like, for example, the stuff dealing with Republican secretaries of state and not Republican, but secretaries of state and how the Republicans are passing legislation so that Republican state legislatures can overrule the state secretaries of state. In terms of validating the election and who actually certifying the election and who actually won. And one, either whether it's the John Lewis one or the other America Votes Act, whichever one of them is, um, is, is, uh, is helping to fix that problem, basically saying they can't do that. Like, like, I mean, it's possible we may even have to pull out the most egregious portions. And when I say egregious, I mean the literally, not just they're fucking over individual voters, but they're literally trying to overthrow this is the coup. The coup preparation and see if Manchin and Cinema vote against that. I, we're, we're I, I think you're right. I think that, I mean, we're that may be just what you have to do here. You know? God, when the best news of the day you've got is Glenn Beck has COVID. Unbelievable. Um, ugh, I'm trying to look here. What, oh, yeah. And then Kevin McCarthy, <clears throat> just half an hour ago, does a press conference. And uh, CNN's Manu Raju points out that he told CNN back in May on camera, we all saw the clip yesterday in May, that he would testify before the January 6th committee. He says, sure. Yeah, if they ask you, will you testify? He says, sure. He says today, when asked, no. uh, when Manu Raju asks him, so Omanu says, Manu points out today that he told CNN back in May that he would testify. That's not true, McCarthy explains. I hope everything gets corrected at CNN. 
you've got the video. It's been on TV for the last 24 hours. This is what these guys do now. And actually, let's throw this one in too, Cliff. The Republican National Committee, Republican headquarters, just told the commission on the independent commission on presidential debates that they are requiring every Republican candidate for president to sign a pledge not to participate in the debates if they're run by the independent commission. One more step towards the dissolution of our democracy. That's right. This happened today. New York Times uh, story broke about half an hour ago. Yet another effort to destroy democracy, to to go after the, the arbiters of truth and the arbiters, at least of objectivity. The same thing they did going after the media, and now they're going after, I mean, the Independent Commission on Debates. It's the same thing. Actually, it's just like Thomas Zimmer told us in the interview. They've got to do everything they can to basically, I mean, it, not everything they can. Anything that sort of objectively keeps things fair is inappropriate and wrong because things shouldn't be fair. They should be the ones winning because they're the only real Americans. So if objective fair elections and objective fair debate commissions help Republicans sometimes lose, then clearly they're not uh, acceptable. Correct. In, they're, in moral, point, in moral, no, they're, it's only right. it's all will to power. It's only yeah. about power. So if um, you can get that, if if they, if, if fair congressional lines stop that power, if if you know refuting the lies of white supremacists and people who say the election was stolen, can, you know whatever it may be, when it comes down to them is will it help us gain power or hurt us? Not is it good for our democracy? Is it good for the people of the United States? Is it, I mean that's where we are. Yeah, I don't know. And if our messaging was better, maybe we'd be able to explain this better to people about how dangerous it is what they're doing. God, I, all you have to—it's really not a hard experience. You just think, what would Republican Jesus do? What would they do if we were doing this? If we pulled out of the debates, if we told our candidates, what would they do? Oh, Mitch McConnell would talk about the lack of comedy. They don't even want to do fair debates anymore. They don't even want to be good Americans. Blah, 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 blah. Just what would the turtle do, folks? It's not hard. Our guys are just too – but I mean, really, I think our guys are just too afraid. Everybody's too afraid. And again, I – I got. I said this from the beginning. I mean, I didn't say it from the beginning. I supported Biden, but I said early on, Cliff, I got a bad feeling about Biden. I said early on that I've got a little bit, I've got an Obama concern about him the first couple of years when Obama was like, please like me. I love Obama, okay? I think Obama was one of our greatest presidents, but he definitely had a please like me problem his first two years. He definitely did. But again, okay, and, and, I think and Biden's got I don't, it, it is a cultural problem in our party. Yeah, it's 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 not an Obama problem, a Biden problem. It is a Democratic True. Party problem because True. again, you point as you point out, Dick Durbin is number two in leadership, and he's yeah. saying that shit. <clears throat> like this isn't some random backbencher saying it. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I promise you that that you know in a party, I don't want to be the Republican Party, so I'm not going to compare us to them. But in a party that had any discipline whatsoever, um, Kirsten Cinema isn't pulling this shit. She just isn't. She has no leverage. That's the thing. Yep. Joe Manchin is so much of a tougher case because it's West Virginia, yep. and he and he does have leverage. You know, Kirsten Sinema has none. She's got a twenty percent approval rating or something among Democrats yep. in Arizona. She's basically done. If the party were willing to cast her out right before the election and say we're supporting the challenger, then she and put all the money behind it, she'd be fucking she'd yep. toast. Let me let me play something. I know I've played this before. This might be too long. Let's see. If it's too long, I'll get a shorter one. Look, we can't spend soft money on a primary ad anyway, so... No, he's passing the magic words test. This is what West magic Wayne. words test? U.S. Supreme Court, Buckley v. Vallejo. The court created a loophole by ruling that campaign finance laws only apply to communications that, in express terms, advocate the election defeat of a clearly identified candidate for federal office. Just pay. If you don't put vote Bartlett in the ad... So this is, I'm sorry, we should have said this. This is Toby and what's his face? What's his face? Uh, I'm already forgetting his name. Remember the, uh, uh, what's his face? Ron Silver, who sadly passed away. Um, Right, but uh, on the West Wing side, though, the White House side, it's Toby and, no, the other one, uh, the other one, the the cute one who left after a year, Uh, Rob Lowe, Rob Lowe's character. Yep. And he's opposite Ron, whoever you just said. Who's the Democratic Summer, yep. cons- uh, pollster consultant helping the White House craft their message? But and he's the much more sort of like hard nosed one, the one yep. who kind of yeah, like right. hard hitting, no bullshit. And they're talking about some messaging for some flyers and what's allowed by the ruling that campaign finance laws only apply to communications that, in express terms, advocate the election defeat of a clearly identified candidate for federal office. Just page. 
you don't put vote Bartlett in the ad, you can pay for it with unmarked bills from a bank heist if you want. And we should know. There's also footnote 52 where the court said campaign finance laws only apply to communications with the terms vote for, elect, support, cast your ballot for, Smith for Congress, vote against, defeat, reject, and that's it. I'm Savant Lake. If it doesn't use those specific words, it is an issue, Ed. You know what they say about money in politics? No. It's like water on pavement. Where's it like water on pavement? That's a good It finds every crack and crevice. The standard ought to be, does the ad try to influence the outcome of the election? If so, you can't use soft money, period. Well, zippity doo son. So... Let's tell people, Cliff, again. So what they're talking about, because Cliff, <laughs> Cliff knows this better than me. What they're talking about, though, is uh, doing some ads that will help Bartlett in the reelection, but they have to use certain words. They have to not use certain words according to the court, elect, vote for. And if they don't use those words, then it's not really an election ad so they can use other money for it. Then it's just an issue ad. It's talking about the issues. And and the White House boys working for Bartlett are upset because because they're saying like Rob Lowe say, well, that's not fair. So you're saying we can just skirt the intent of law and they want to be the goody two shoes and not run the ad. So this and this is Bruno, the pollster, getting very pissed off. Excuse me. That isn't what the standard is. I think we should run in the same election as everybody else. (laughs) I've got to go back in there. When I come back, show me an ad without the magic words. Bartlett's fighting to rebuild crumbling schools will make it we're fighting to rebuild crumbling schools. And we've got a picture of the president on the screen. Yeah. And we change vote Bartlett for America to uh, paid for by Democrats for America. You've changed five words. Magic words. Not magic. It's an illusion. It's a scam. Yeah. Where are we? Bruno and Connie have managed to fight their way out of the straitjacket of our campaign finance laws. It's an issue, Ed. It's a candidate ad with some words changed. Magic words. Connie. I don't know any other way to fight fire, Toby. Why are you so bent on carrying these idiot leaflets? Because I am tired of working for candidates who make me think I should be embarrassed to believe what I believe, Sam. I'm tired of getting them elected. You'll need some therapy. Because somebody came along and said liberal means soft on crime, soft on drugs, soft on communism, soft on defense. And we're going to tax you back to the Stone Age because people shouldn't have to go to work if they don't want to. And instead of saying, well, excuse me, you right-wing, reactionary, xenophobic, homophobic, anti-education, anti-choice, pro-gun, leave it to beaver trip back to the 50s, we cowered in the corner and said, please, don't hurt me. No more. (laughs) Yep. Every bit of that is correct. Yep. Um, Please don't hurt me. Right. And you can live in the world of the reality while also wishing it were a bit different and better. Yes. I wish that we weren't in a situation where the money flowed into the cracks and crevices on paper and everywhere, because it does when you have campaign finance laws that only ban some money here, but more, but you're allowed to use money there. You can, you can't have a partial system like we do because it always ends up being screwed. And of course now the Supreme court is bought and paid for. So they all jumped in with citizens United, but the, but originally, even when we had that system, they're talking about, 20 years ago in the West Wing, soft mm-hmm. money, hard money, you know, corporations can give soft money for non-issue, you know, for issue ads, blah, blah, blah. Yes, there always was going to be this kind of, just like we know Russian money got into the NRA. Right. <laughs> How? Because they're giving money to their C3. We know that. We know they're, okay, let's put it this way. Here's what we know. Mm-hmm. We know they're giving money to the nonprofit, which anybody can give money to. And we know from court documents that, that the NRA had nonprofit funds mingled with other funds that were election funds. So you do the math on that, you know, right. if, if the, the only time that you can get to this is to say nobody can spend money. No other group except for those running for election can <clears> spend money on this. Here's the total amount you are allowed to spend. Here is where you are allowed to spend it. Like, right. you know, every other democracy. Otherwise, it will find its way into because in any case, I don't want to even get into all that. It's just it's yeah. just a matter of, again, like that speech was right on there. The yeah. world I would want us to be in is a world where the the best ideas win that the most people support. Right. We don't live in that world. We, we live in a world where money yep. determines a lot yep. of it. So you can either unilaterally disarm or you can and, and give in to the authoritarians or you can kick their fucking asses and win. I yeah. choose B. Yeah. Yeah. And I wish more people on our side would. Yeah. Very frustrating. And Kirsten Cinema coming on while we're doing this and, and being her is, is just expected. 
Um, because she can get away with it. Um, <sighs> damn it, we're right, going to make this a happier... We're depressing everybody. Don't de- yeah, that's right. We promised we weren't going to depress people as much. Undepress okay, I'm gonna them, give, I'm going to give a happy message, actually. This is undepress good. Undepress them. And I apologize to people who have to deal with the fact that I'm a New York Yankees fan, but it's relevant here. Yep. Um, which is Rachel Bak- Balkovic. Uh, I hope I'm pronouncing her name right. was mm-hmm. just named by the Yankees. Uh, their class A team, which if people know, there's the minor league teams that are associated mm. with major league teams. She was just announced as manager of mm. the Tampa Bay Tarpons, the first woman to be made manager of a, a major league baseball team. Oh, that is huge. Yep. It is breaking a barrier down because in sports, especially where there's so much misogyny and there's so much like, well, I'm a man. You, I'm not going to listen to a woman. Right man and telling me what to do and you know all that kind of stuff she is their manager she'll be the one all the other coaches are answering to she'll be the one telling players what to do i get it it's just the single a team but you got to start somewhere guys yeah um and she was a division she was an ncaa catcher i believe um uh very talented i think it probably was softball because they wouldn't have had women's baseball that's a whole other Hmm. thing but point being she's supposedly brilliant she's talented and is you know it's 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 knocking another barrier down so if we want to take something positive i can That's offer good. today is that yes it's important yeah, it's baseball um, but still i'll take it <laughs> well but baseball is part of culture i mean no, no, you know, i'm with you we still you i mean have you ever used the term you certainly know what it means when you hmm. refer to something as ruthian no what is that ruthian or you've never heard you've never heard that before ruthian Ru- i don't think as so would somebody would refer to something as Ruthian, R U T H I A N, based on Babe Ruth? It mean, no. would mean it was huge. Oh, okay. You know, but I can okay. give you. Um, oh, I mean, when we when the Supreme Court justices come up, you know, like I'm only gonna I'm only just gonna call balls and strikes. I know you've heard right. that before. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that. But the point is, yeah, is being well because it phrases from baseball, just like football, just like movies, just like crazy baseball, ballet, art, whatever. Make it into our culture. This is <laughs> our culture. So the thing is, is that. What happens in baseball doesn't just stay in baseball. It's an important mm-hmm. statement. That's a, even if you don't care one ounce about baseball, that's why it matters. Okay. So okay, I don't, but I accept that. I um, accept it. So good. Oh yeah, yeah. God damn this stuff. You know, I mean, I just man, they just depress it, me so much sometimes. I know. Just, it's tough. It pisses me off. They really suck at this. And I don't, I mean, we've talked about it and I guess at least we're again, hopefully sort of educating you guys on how to do this stuff, but Jesus Christ, I hate to be this depressing, but you know, you can't be Mr. Positive on this stuff and win. I mean, what I mean is they've got to be held responsible. People need to start. I, I just don't know, but they're, they're never going to change. This is the way they are. That's really worrying me. Like clients can change. These guys can't. And I don't know. Then again, I do think it starts from the top and maybe the ones who rise at the top are the, I don't know. I mean, Obama was a little more cautious, but Obama also had his moments obviously, got, with his rhetoric. But you know? he he learned along the way and got tougher. Yes, others yes. have too. Yeah, I ha- I mean, again, right. you know, like I ha- I have to hope. John, but it takes two years to learn, typically, and by then we're going to lose the lose the the Congress. Well, we might. We might. You know? but I mean, my our choices here are just say, ah, fuck it, let's let's just give it up, or to sit no. there and say, you know, we have to believe that that by forcefully pushing this. Because we're not the only ones. There are a hell of yeah. a lot of other people out there doing it that hopefully we all together make a difference and get them to do what they know what they need to do. Yeah. I think that's it'll be interesting now because I think the thing that'll be interesting to see is how people, how the Democratic Party, knowing what's at stake here, responds yeah. to Kirsten Cinema. And we do know there is one potential other method, which is well, with her. Uh, not with yeah. her, but the the Kamala Harris method. Right. And it may be that we have to start pushing that, that she needs to come in and as the, as the woman who, or a person, she happens to be a woman, but the person who presides over the Senate and say and, and do what has been done in the past before because it's in the Constitution and declare mm-hmm. those the rules to be against the Constitution, oh, right. which only right. called for a majority right. and and, right. call, and and throw it out. Right. Right. That is, that is the one other way that this is doable. And it looks like we're going to need to do that. Right. And they're either going to do that. I mean, Mitch McConnell, there was no precedent, and he didn't have the Constitution on his side when he refused to give Merrick Garland a hearing. He just fucking did it. <clears throat> we have a precedent. This was done in, in, in the Nixon years. Maybe <clears throat> not the best people you want to rely on for precedents, but who cares? It has a precedent, and it's what was intended in the Constitution. It was the president of the Senate would make the Senate rules. So right. the truth of the matter is I don't care what we've been doing. 
They don't care that, oh, this is the way it's always been done. Well, there's a lot of things where ways that things were always done that the Republicans have tossed right out the window, including presidential debates, which they're about to refuse to participate in, as John just said. Mm. So maybe, you know, it, it, not maybe, it, Kamala Harris, I mean, that's going to, that may end up being the, that that's what has to happen. And they're just going to have to put their big boy and big girl pants on yeah. and have some courage and fucking do it. Yeah. Hell, I'd get up there and I'm telling you, I would do what Ted Kennedy did once, or he was going to do. I think he did do it. It may be apocryphal, but I don't think it is when I was helping his staff in the 90s on, on gay rights stuff. And um, Kennedy the, was bringing in like the, you know, the, the, the CEOs of these companies to come in and rail about something in this uh, in the labor committee. And the CEO of McDonald's refused to come in. And they went out and put a microphone on the table and bought a happy meal and put the happy meal in front of the microphone, <laughs> which I fucking love. But I think like you get there and I mean, granted, the people may not, you never know. American people may or may not like a stunt, but you hold the debate anyway. with just an empty. Hell, I'd I mean, love again, to even. Uh, that's love happened to even... a bunch of times where someone's yeah. refused to show up and they've done those kinds of things. I think they're crazy if they don't. Yeah. Now, mind you, it means she'd get a lot of hard questions, but she'd get a lot of hard questions without the crazy, without crazy Trump going, yeah, 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 you know, over her, over her voice. Well, she, I'm assuming right. Kamala Harris is running. Biden still may run, but you know, um, or Pete, Pete could be Pete. You never know. We aren't going to start that battle yet. Listen, that that battle is for another day. If Biden hmm. chooses, were to choose not to run and Kamala Harris wanted to run and run on something that would put the wind in her sails, that's what she would do. She would walk into the fucking Senate and say, yeah. the, the Constitution yeah. gives me the right as the presiding officer to determine what laws are constitutional or yeah. not. The Senate was determined in the U.S. Constitution to be a majority institution. The filibuster did not exist. It was created by an accident in 1837 and was basically only periodically used after that and only used until recent years when it was abused by Mitch McConnell to block everything to stop civil rights legislation, the exact thing that we're debating right right now. And we're not going to let it stop civil rights legislation again like we did in the 50s and the 60s. So uh, the the filibuster is hereby declared null and void and dead. Yeah. And, And imagine then... Oh, and by the way, I'm running for president of the United States. Yeah. Imagine what they're going to do. Imagine what McConnell's going to do come January if they take over the Senate. Oh, my God. I mean. Well, here, let's start with this right away. Um, I mean, and this should be the most obvious thing in the world. Hmm. They'll get rid of the filibuster right away. Yeah. Because yeah. because they may. Well, the only reason they may not is because if they feel they want to wait till there's a Republican president. I was just going to say but, that's the only thing that we want. But, yeah, exactly. But, but at this point, the moment that now that they know that that. A Democratic president has come out in favor of it. Forty-eight Democratic senators, governors across the country, leaders in Congress—all you know, Dem- De- Democrats through and through, except for these two fuckwits—have come out for it. They know that it's inevitable. So, being who they are, they'll get there before us. Yeah. If we don't do it now, it'll happen when they elect the president, um, or the moment they they see advantage in doing it. I mean, just the just the way they waited to the moment they saw an advantage in getting rid of it for the Supreme Court. And at that very moment, on a party line vote, they did it. Yeah. That's how they operate. God, Fuckers. Freak. Anyway, all right. Dad jokes are going to do it this time, John. You better oh, have something, something else up your sleeve that's funny. Why? No, I have nothing. <laughs> I have nothing. I'm going to Google dad jokes if you push me to it. No, all don't right. do it. I don't think it fits into this one. Hopefully, at least, you know, I know it didn't really accomplish really? as much. as you know, Well, no, I was going to say, I know it didn't accomplish making up for all this. At least we gave I gave you something positive in the world of American culture moving in a, in a positive direction and once very, you know, still very misogyny controlled area that we're, we're promoting women, which means All right, here's, these aren't dad jokes. They're jokes from women's day. Oh, what God, do you call a sleeping fucked. bull? Come on, Cliff. A bulldozer. Bull. A bulldozer. <laughs> I like the bullshit better, but okay. Uh, how do you make a tissue dance? You put a little boogie in it. Ew. Okay. Women's oh, day. Man. I'm going to give you, John, These are bad. you decide two to three, maybe two more. And then I believe we have to. Well, I mean, these are all these aren't even dad jokes. These are awful. These are like like when you were kids, like where do polar bears keep their money in a snowbank? I mean, that's just like I like the dad jokes better because they're so bad. They're funny. Yeah. Now, why is the grass so dangerous? It's full of blades. I think these are jokes like you use with your three-year-old child. And you go, oh, that's funny. Tell me more. Yeah, I used to use those. So now my kids are too old. Why I think the we chicken just, cross the road? Sorry, I will I stop. I think we just need to declare that uh, this one's done. 
you know, all I can say is, is oh. this one is a, is a difficult one, but I would still say don't lose hope. You have to still fight for this. No, but they need to there, there the people been out of them. Oh. I know, but I'm just Both saying sides. that people, guys there have been people be... looking at very bleak oh. futures in the past, oh. before the civil rights bill, before women had the right to vote, and they didn't give up. And so neither will we. No. That, that's what I've got for you today. <laughs> yeah. Don't give up. Okay. Let's call it quits here. Thanks for listening. Right. We will be back. Don't slit your wrists. Um, no, please don't. Uh, we'll be back, guys. We'll have more. Bye. We'll be back. Bye. Bye.